Hi, you guys. Nice to see you back. This is Richard Sachs, and this is Lost Arts Radio Live, being held together by Doug Diamond, and I'm here to talk to you for a few minutes, and I hope you're having a good New Year's and that it's starting out well for you. I, I know in the title we put um, the question of what's coming next year, and well, it's this year now, 2021. This is amazing that 2020 was just starting, and now it's over. Time is going really fast, it seems to me. I don't know if you're experiencing the same thing. But this is a real pivotal year, as 2020 was. And understandably, a lot of people are looking forward to 2021 with fear and apprehension and concern about what's going to happen. And more people in the world are becoming aware that something's going on besides just random events, that things are following a plan that's highly orchestrated. And a lot of the uh, authorities that are supposedly taking such good care of us may be actually doing something different than that. So on the surface, judging from what happened in 2020, doesn't look that inspiring. But the bad things that have happened, the dangerous things, the destructive things, have had the effect of waking up more people to at least thinking about maybe we should try to understand the bigger picture and Possibly what we're watching on mainstream news on the TV and reading in the newspapers every day and the conventional radio stations from corporately owned media, maybe that's not telling the whole picture or even telling the accurate picture at all. And so that's a good part that people are starting to think about it. But it's really late in the game. And what you find out as you start to get into investigating what's going on and not just saying, well, I use this source or I use that source or, you know, I repeat everything that some mainstream TV channel says or I repeat everything that somebody who doesn't believe in that says, that you don't have to do that. You can actually do your own investigation and, in fact, it's really necessary. And, you know, for example, if you see on television a commentary that this person spoke and it was a terrible speech and they were an idiot and they said all these really crazy things and they say okay what if i go watch the speech and since they haven't cut off our access to internet at this point you go watch the speech and you say oh that's like totally opposite to what the tv uh, summarized it as and the same with most of the major newspapers and it's hard for people to grasp that those authority figures that we've been trained to trust our whole lives are intentionally lying about almost everything. I, mean, I, I have to say almost because if it's raining, they may tell you that it's actually raining and they have to tell the truth a little bit because you'd be able to look out the window and see that it's raining if they claim that it wasn't. But they'll use everything, including weather reports, to con- convince you to stay afraid all the time and they're naming little rainstorms as if they're really horrible threats and if it's hot or cold or in between they'll say that's your fault it's global warming or if it's not if it's obviously not warming they'll say well that's climate change it's your fault did you turn your heater or air conditioner on today see that is your fault and ridiculous stuff like that and it's so convincing to people that they start believing it and they start trying to make other people believe it. And it's just so emotionally 
really difficult to grasp for most people that our trusted authorities may not absolutely be telling the whole truth and nothing but the truth, etc. But when you start finding out, and it's the first time, it's shocking, and your emotional program says, this can't be true. I, there has to be some mistake here. My hero newscaster or anchor or commentator on a talk program on the major TV would never lie to me. And and it's true, they've been coming across as our friends, and it, it's really deep programming to make you trust whatever they say, no matter how ridiculous it might be. And they've apparently, based on the events that we've seen unfold in 2020, the last three quarters of it anyway, that <clears throat> they've analyzed that we are programmed enough and hypnotized enough and dumbed down enough to basically not only believe, but obey anything they tell us to do. And, and you, I've mentioned before on this program that I imagine at the top level of controllers, where there are very few people in control of what's going on in the world right now, and there are others above them that we may go into at some point. And I can envision a couple of them sitting around and saying, well, what do you think, George? Would they do absolutely anything we tell them to do and, and believe it and fear us and worship us and obey us at all costs? And George says, well, Frank, I don't know. I mean, there's some things that nobody would fall for, even the dumbed-down humans. And, um, so, and Frank says, really, you think so? I'm not so sure of that. And George says, well, they would never fall for something really ridiculous like obstructing their own breathing when they're walking around and putting some device over their face that would catch bacteria that their body was trying to exhale so they'd grow on the inside of the device and be re-inhaled and cause bacterial pneumonia and hurt their immune system and lower their brain oxygen and all. They, nobody would do that. And Frank says, um, let's bet. I'll bet you $5. And the order is given to all the media and the so-called health agencies to say, everybody who's cares about humanity, who doesn't want to be a child killer or an enemy of, of uh, life on earth, has to wear a device over their face to lower their oxygen content that their brain gets to operate on. And yeah, it will hurt their immune system, but it's just what you have to do to keep safe. And you should be very scared of anybody who doesn't obey this order or of yourself that you might ever forget to do it. And really, the best idea would be to just leave it on your face 24 hours a day when you're sleeping, when you're in the shower. You can always dry it out or rub it together in your hands and then put it back on. It'll be fine. And let's see, how do we make them do that? Oh, yeah. What if there's a terrifying microorganism that, of course, you can't see? That's why they call it a microorganism, because you need a microscope to see it. And this terrifying organism is going to kill everybody in the world very soon, except the people that are wearing these devices to stop their breathing or to restrict their breathing. And they get dirty and reinfect their lungs and risk bacterial pneumonia and all this other stuff. Those are the people that are good people. 
and they're not going to get the disease. And the people who are conspiracy theorists and they don't wear it because they don't care about anybody, those are the people that endanger everybody's life. And that this microorganism is so tiny, it's smaller than a bacterium. And bacteria are really small. But these organisms that are the threat to the future of life on Earth are much smaller. Of course, they go right through the masks, sorry, devices that people wear on their face. And that's well known. Anybody who cares to check it can find out. The analogy that's usually given is a chain link fence to stop mosquitoes. And as I've said before, the only mosquitoes that get stopped by a chain link fence are maybe those that are texting while they're flying and they fly into one of the bars or something. But most of them get through the openings because the openings are really big compared to a mosquito. And that's how the face devices are. The only thing they're really good for is cutting down your oxygen, increasing your CO2, uh, reducing the oxygen that your brain can use, uh, catching and culturing bacteria on the inside of the device so that you can breathe it back in and endanger your lungs with bacterial pneumonia, which is what happened during the 1918 so-called flu pandemic. And there are papers written on that. It's not somebody's wild idea. It's true. So Frank won the bet. He got the $5. And they both were laughing for a long time. And humans couldn't be that dumb. But yeah, we are. So um, they said, well, that's the device over the face. But would they let us inject something into their bodies through a hollow needle that would make them into a GMO organism. And you know what, you know that it, you probably, if you're watching this program, you probably know it's not a really good idea to eat, eat GMO foods, right? I mean, great books, Jeffrey Smith and Drucker and others have written a lot of books about explaining exactly why um, many other great people that I could mention. And they do animal tests and the animals all get cancer. I mean, it's really obvious. But, the majority of us are so dumbed down and hypnotized right now and so busy just trying to get our task done for the the day and the short time that we've got since all these computer devices and electronics didn't make our life uh, super simple and easy where we have all the free time. They made most people's lives much more difficult to keep up with because now there's so much more you have to do and so many more communications happening and the, the time is going faster and faster. So the question was, maybe between Frank and George, like the ones who made the bet about the face devices, do you think, Frank says, that they would be so gullible that they would let us take a hollow needle and inject them with something that would actually turn their cells and their whole body into a GMO ex-human? And George says, well, I didn't think they'd put the face device on. I mean, that makes no sense at all, since it doesn't prevent any so-called viral transmission. The viruses are way too small. And it just has damaging effects, along with the psychological damage, especially for kids who think that, wait a minute, they're, they're getting trained of how to be adults, supposedly, I mean, even though they have us as role models, right, with these things on our faces, 
and the kids subconsciously are learning faces are dangerous and dirty and threatening. And anybody who doesn't cover their face with a face device um, is a threat to my health and my well-being and my life. Kids are learning that. And we're teaching them, those of us that wear the face devices, and which don't protect against anything. In fact, one of our lords and saviors, uh, Dr. Fauci, um, wrote a paper. It was either 2005 or 2008. You can still find it. And he was saying masks were the main cause of the widespread bacterial pneumonia that was happening during the 1918 flu pandemic. And that was really nice of him to let everybody know. He kind of forgot about it, apparently, since then, which was not really that long ago, 12 years or so. So, um, you know, back to the GMO idea. We were t- and I've got all these notes. I'm not even looking at them at all yet. I have all these things that I don't want to forget to tell you, but we probably don't have time anyway because it's going to go so fast right now. I'll probably come back to them just to see the highlights. But the reason you don't want to eat GMO food is that food in nature was designed very well, very intelligently, like all of nature. And it was made to nourish your body and not become the cause of disease, not put you through artificially premature aging and that sort of thing. And if you divert from that and you eat processed dead junk, it's not good for you. <laughs> that, I mean, that is pretty basic, and we're so educated we can't understand that anymore, right? Advanced scientific foods formulated to taste incredible so that you get totally addicted to them. And yeah, they kill you, but that's just a minor side effect. It only happens to some people, like only 99% or so, you, so you could still escape. We forget about what used to be called common sense and eat food that's actually grown with chemicals and poisons, that's not a sign of intelligence, okay? And there are different kinds of intelligence. So <clears throat> there are some people with really high IQs that can do calculations very fast in their head, but they don't, they're not smart enough to not eat GMOs because they think, oh, I'm tough, I can eat anything, you know, and or GMOs are scientific and the government approved them, they have to be safe. They don't get even the basics yet. And especially if they're highly educated, they think, well, first of all, I'm not a GMO specialist, so I can't know anything about it. And if I ask a GMO specialist, they always say, oh, yeah, they're incredibly good. They, they survive droughts better than those old-fashioned plants that weren't even genetically modified and they feed the world that's why the world is still alive because of gmos and they keep animals and people both healthy all the time even though the animals who eat them in tests all get cancer and die that's just a an artifact of the test that shouldn't be looked at they're really wonderful and but if anybody gets any common sense back they realize GMO, Vandana Shiva talks about this in from India, she's great, and a lot of other people. And they point out, yeah, studies don't always have the full answer, to put it mildly, but there are a lot of studies on, on GMOs that show anybody that eats them is suicidal. I mean, anybody that eats 
food that's not at least organically grown is suicidal. Yeah, it's cheaper, but I mean, I've been through a lot of times when I had no money at all, and I'd just buy half as much food, but I wouldn't buy the poison kind. And when you're in a place like uh, Whole Foods or one of the other apparently natural food stores that also sells poison food, or they call it, what do they call it? Conventional food. I'm talking about produce primarily. And including GMOs. They'll sell GMO corn every year. You have to be conscious when you're deciding what to buy there. And if the one if you have if you're punished and have to pay a little bit extra to get something that's not poisoned, that's smarter to buy less of that than get a good supply of the poison food, right? I mean I'm not sure how to explain that if it doesn't if it's not obvious. We're we're educated in the modern educational system to lose common sense. If you get that back, just intuition and common sense, you'd be wiser than almost any of the conventional scientists worldwide with ten PhDs if they don't have common sense. And the way they're trained now you're not supposed to, I, I know I've been through a PhD program where I was hearing, if you want to be a real scientist, just two basic, you know, initial requirements. You must have no opinion and no emotion. Okay, that's like, obviously, if you want to be a good scientist, you have to pass those two tests. And so, the super educated scientist who has mastered having no opinion and no emotion, walks into the store and thinks the the conventional sign on the produce next to the organic produce, yeah, organic and conventional, and conventional is a better deal price-wise. And they're not smart enough with all their PhDs to figure out, I don't care if the conventional produce is free, I'd be an idiot to eat it. And this is not saying you're a bad person if you're doing that. It's just saying you're subject to the hypnosis. And to even produce food like that, the farmers that are producing food that has poison residues on it are in the same hypnotic state, you know, or they're saying there's no, there's always a choice. And if we're convinced there's no choice and we have to kill ourselves, that's not a really high sign of intelligence. So, what happens in 2021, the GMO thing was just an example that, out of thousands, of course, and the reason I chose that example was because they're saying, okay, if, if those humans out in the general marketplace are dumb enough to eat the GMO, well, the, first of all, forget the GMO, the, the poison food that they think is conventional, because it costs a few cents less. So they say, oh, yep, good deal. I'll poison myself and save money. That's not really very smart of us to do. And so the GMOs took it a step further. Are you willing to take into your body a food like an ear of corn, which they've almost ruined the entire corn crop now in countries like the U.S.? It's like 90-something percent GMO corn. Are you willing to eat that knowing that it sets up production of GMO microorganisms in your gut that can destroy your body? You think that's a good idea? 
And yeah, apparently we do because there's big market for people eating not only GMO ears of corn, but canned food and processed food and food wrapped up in plastic containers that has GMO ingredients. And we're too busy to read the ingredients. It's like being too busy to see whether you should put oil or sawdust into your car's oil reservoir. You, if you're too busy for that, it destroys your car. And you have to get a new car. If it destroys your body, you get to go tor- get tortured in the hospital. You can't... They don't have... I haven't seen stores with new bodies in them except on Twilight Zone a long time ago. Um... So you have the body you're in until this lifetime's over. And if it takes more work to see what you're putting into it, you know, like Moms Across America talks about um, why not to use GMOs and the doctors that have done nothing for their patients but just put them on the same diet that they're eating now but not nothing GMO and, you know, ideally all organic because... Even things that are labeled non-GMO, if they're not organic, they can be saturated with Roundup. And Roundup's absolutely deadly, which the producer of Roundup knows very well. You know, it's not a mistake. If you make their job easier and say, don't worry, I'll just kill myself, I know that's your goal, and you eat all this poison, that, that's not a good idea. And the, So, again, the, the reason I mention that is because what they're now starting to inject into people through needles, the old injections up to now that are called to supposedly protect you from flu and they give you the flu instead and ruin your immune system and make you more susceptible to other things in the future. Those are bad, right? You have to be really dumb to subject yourself and accept any of those injections. And we're told that, oh no, people who don't trust those are crazy don't listen to them no they have some residue of common sense left and you should too but this is way worse because the new one that over a million no i think it's over three million people in america have lined up for and taken so far it has a new aspect it's still got plenty of uh, aluminum which is a brain cell killer and a general cell killer really good to inject that into your body right brilliant I mean, even if that was the only bad thing in it, we'd be insane to ever accept it. But it has a lot of other stuff. It has formaldehyde, which you really should wait to put in your body until after your body's dead. If you do it while your body's still alive, it's not good. I mean, <laughs> it's it's hard to believe how basic this stuff is, but it has formaldehyde. It has polyethylene glycol, all the versions that are happening in the U.S., of the new one that's going to protect you from the terrifying virus, right? This is what it's going to do to you. It doesn't protect you from the terrifying virus. Even though it does say that it's going to do that, it's admitted that it, it actually doesn't do that. But you take it so that it will do that, even though it doesn't. You have to learn circular, insane thinking in order to go along with this. And it's got clone cells from a aborted baby that was killed in the 60s. That's real nutritious, right? And real religiously sound and everything else. That's in there just for your injection enjoyment, I guess. 
and um, a lot of other stuff, including elements to help sterilize people, especially women. And uh, I'm trying to think of the really good aspects of it. I'll let you know as soon as I think of some, but so far I haven't. Three million people have lined up and intentionally let that be done to their bodies. The other ones, other injections that were before, there's a way to detox from those. It's, it can be difficult, and it can be take a while for your kid to get better from the brain problems and stuff that it causes, but it hurts adults too. But you can slowly detox if you know what you're doing. This new one has special features. It doesn't just have all the aluminum and the other junk in it. It has what's called messenger RNA. Messenger because it goes into your cells all over your body and it carries a message. And the message is, we're now changing your DNA. And your DNA defines what kind of organism you are. So if you change that, you're going to become something non-human on a biological level. This has nothing to do with religion or philosophy or belief or anything like that. This is what it does biologically. And then you can believe whatever you want. It's not a good idea. And I don't, unfortunately, know a way to detox those three million people in America and other millions elsewhere from, gene- from the genetic alteration that's being done to them. And, and from what I've been able to find so far, it's not just you. If you ever have any kids, or if they have kids, or if they have kids, this genetic corruption continues. It's kind of un- unimaginable, right? But this is a feature of the new injection that's being pushed all over the world. And the idea that it was promoted with is that this will save you from the terrifying microorganism. So anybody would want to be saved from a terrifying organism, right? Sounds like a great deal. You know, where do I sign up? But um, now they're saying, well, after you get this injected into you and change your DNA into, and, and I don't believe the junk for a second that it's untested. I think it's just unpublicly tested. They wouldn't waste all the money injecting everybody in the world with something they don't know what it's going to do. They know what it's going to do. That's why they're so happy about it. Most people don't get that. They think it's untested, which would be bad enough. I don't think that for a second. So now they're saying, once you get injected, you still have to wear your face device, of course. And people with who can remember something for more than a couple seconds would say, wait, d- wait a minute, didn't you say this was going to protect us and let us go back to normal? And they said, no, we never said that. This is just something you have to do to be protected, but we have no idea and are not saying that it will stop transmission of the terrifying microorganism. So that's still going to happen like always, but it will protect you. It just won't stop you from getting sick. And it's 95% effective. And how do we know that? The PCR test, which doesn't test anything. So that's very reassuring to people that have no residual common sense. This is what's starting out 2021. Not just the injectable GMO revision of your entire body, but the mentality that allows that to be done to you, which is there's two mentalities involved, right? 
One is your mentality when you say, or ours, if, if I was doing it, I, I consider it assault with a deadly weapon, so I probably wouldn't be doing it. But if I was in line with you to get the injection, which a lot of the brilliant people in Hollywood are apparently paying twenty or $30,000 for a place in the head of the line so they can get injected faster. I mean, that's an interesting phenomenon. There's two mentalities. One of them is say, yeah, inject me right away. I want to be protected and I understand that I still need the face muzzle and it won't stop the disease from being transmitted, but it's really going to protect me. And it's got all the aluminum I need so that I'll never have an aluminum deficiency again. That's going to be a tremendous relief in itself. I mean, there's that mentality. And, oh yeah, cells from a cloned um, a murdered baby in the 60s, that's old-fashioned thinking. It's actually just a part of a woman's body, and she had her own choice and decided to kill that part of her body. It was no big deal. The fact that it's been cloned and cloned and cloned and cloned since 1960s, it must be nutritious and protective, or our medical people that we trust would never do that to us, right? Don't you think so? So there's the, that mentality of the people that are being victimized, and I'm not condemning them at all. Um, we could be there. We could have that mentality. Any of us don't have the arrogance that it's these dumb people and you're brilliant. We're not brilliant. We've all fallen for all kinds of things that we may not even be aware of. So there's no place for thinking we're smarter than other people. You look at where you're not smart and fix that. It's a lot better. I'm just saying, look, this is where you and everybody else is being pulled like a magnet, like down into a swirling whirlpool that goes straight down. And it's not good for us. So there's the mentality of the people that blindly trust authorities that we've been ta taught all our lives are working day and night for our welfare. Medical being near the top of the list. Government agencies, you know, they would never say anything false, right? They would never hurt you. I mean, they're already sacrificing their whole life to just tell you the truth. Just like the news people. So that's one mentality that's the problem is blind trust in anything. If it's blind, it's dangerous. Because you think you're trusting one thing, it may be something else. The other one is the mentality of the people that are doing this to you. And I'm not condemning them either because they're as hypnotized as the people who are getting getting the whole thing done to them and being deceived. As you go up the levels in the power structure <clears throat> that's operating in all this, you have people that are health authorities, health, health workers, um, Enforcers of various kinds, most of whom believe you don't question stuff like that. The government, it's not my department to question it. I enforce what I'm told. I follow orders. There are people much smarter than me giving the orders. If I start questioning them, I can't do my job correctly, and I'm not qualified. I don't even have specialized degrees in all these question areas. So they just follow orders which sounds very familiar. That was an excuse that was tried in the Nuremberg trials. 
and it was considered not a very good excuse. Some of those people got executed because of, they were just following orders and they were actually committing murder, which if you're a health worker enforcing things that are deadly, that's what you're doing. And then, so that really forces you to, to make a decision. And, and the reason that's a hard decision, if there weren't money and livelihood involved, it'd probably be a real easy decision. Like, no, I'm not going to do anything that hurts other people that trust me intentionally. But what if that's your whole livelihood and your job and you lose your job if you tell the truth? Almost nobody so far is willing to lose their job, but there are some that are. And they've been on the, not the mainstream media channels, but the independent media saying, I couldn't go any further with this. I realized I was doing bad things and I had to eventually stop doing that so I wouldn't hurt anybody else. I've seen doctors even before this whole thing started years ago that came on Lost Arts Radio, and said, yeah, my pediatrics practice has been injecting kids with all this bad stuff, and I was believing the drug dealer representatives, uh, I mean the uh, pharmaceutical advanced scientific experts, and they were saying, everybody does this, they know it's safe, it never hurts anybody, and I was watching children in my practice, these guys would say, I remember talking to some, <clears throat> And the kids would just, within hours, they would be destroyed. And I would be told by the drug dealer, I mean the pharmaceutical expert, that there's no connection. And the family's life would be ruined. Trying to take care of a kid who was destroyed for their whole life. So blind trust is not really brilliant. you know, And it's not brilliant now. And there's millions of people being subjected to it, lining up 3 million plus so far in the U.S. Tomorrow it'll be more. And the, the PR is globally coordinated. Not only how good it is for you, which they know is, well, the people may be writing, working for the media companies. A lot of them don't know. I was going to say they know it's not true, but that's not the case. Because I've been in higher education and I know you're, one of the quickest things you're taught is to not have common sense. And like I said before, to have no emotion and no uh, opinion. Because opinions aren't scientific. They're anecdotal and subjective and unreliable. And you can't even quote papers to back them up. They're just what feels right or wrong to you. So they must be completely worthless. That's what you're taught, among other things, in educational system now so if you're on the mid levels of the enforcement of what's being done to humanity right now <clears throat> in most cases that i've seen you actually believe that this stuff is good and that you're saving the world one person at a time or as many as you can do if you're at the upper levels and you know that this is destroying people and this is like Dr. Molden said before he was killed, that every time somebody's injected with this, any of these things, it causes a lot of damage. It just may not show up for a while. 
And in this particular case, it shows up often on subsequent exposure because your immune system is primed to overreact to the next exposure. And then when, when you die from that later, that will be called a death from the terrifying microorganism, proving that you need more injections, more lockdowns, and more restrictions and more surveillance and more testing, hopefully every day for everybody in the world. And of course, this will be done with a variant of the PCR test, which is not a test. And it, the inventor of it, who died conveniently right before the pandemic, said that it can never be used to diagnose a disease. It's good to know that, right? Except for now, they're using it exclusively to diagnose a disease worldwide. And it's very convenient and efficient for that. And the reason that's true is because <clears throat> if you run less cycles on it and turn the magnification down, basically, which is what you're doing, it's like a multi-stage high-tech magnifying glass that'll pick up, according to the inventor, anything in anybody. Because you've got trillions of microorganisms, including viral components and, and cell debris and stuff like that in your body. And if you've got a good enough magnifying glass, which the PCR is unmatched for that, as far as I know. If you want a positive result to show the person is, it has the, the disease, supposedly, if they don't understand why that's ridiculous, then you just turn up the cycles and you magnify the what you're looking for which they don't even have a sample of what they're looking for to compare it to that's accurate. So they just arbitrarily say they're looking for this and they blow it up enough so that, oh, you're positive, quarantine, isolation, you're probably dead, but you know we'll do the best we can for you. Maybe put you on a ventilator so that you'll die within a short time and confirm another COVID-19 death and that sort of thing. And if you want to show that the person is negative, Maybe they had the vaccine and they're not dead from the vaccine yet, but you want to show that they don't have the disease, you turn down the cycles. And you say, yep, everybody who had the vaccine is negative, even if they die. And if they die, they died of the same microorganism. But before they died, it showed that they were protected because the test showed they were negative. And then you test them again after they die and they're positive. If you understand the manipulation, then you can run a worldwide pandemic. I mean, they probably don't let individuals do that because they're trying to do it on a big scale right now and they don't want competition. But if you're a big organization like um, one of the best, most prestigious organizations in galactic history, which is the WHO, um, then you can, you can do a worldwide pandemic anytime you want. And if you feel like doing a more aggressive, more transmissible mutant strain. In fact, that would be a great idea if we, <clears throat> if we need to, um, if you're the controlling cartel and you want the reason for more surveillance, <clears throat> more injections of maybe a new, improved, stronger injection, what do you need to justify that? You need a... Um, a stronger strain of the terrifying microorganism. And you don't actually need it to be real. You just need to test for it and then announce the test was positive. And you can pretty much terrify everybody that way. So, no, you can't do that as an individual. That wouldn't work. But you can do it if you're a big health agency. 
because you're trusted and you're known to be taking care of everybody. So they're doing it now. And as David, whose last name I can't mention or will be gone instantly, uh, said yesterday in a great video that we posted on lostartsradio.com, worth the time to watch it, by the way. Where from here or something like that about 2021. And he was saying, yeah, they're doing that just by announcing uh, fake PCR test results. And it's working great. People are believing it already and telling everybody else and saying, there's a new mutant strain. Who's not wearing a mask? Who's an anti-masker? And even worse, an anti-vaxxer. We've got to get those people out of society because the danger is, is, is so great. We can't even describe it. It's incredible. I mean, the fact that anybody's still alive is a miracle. And at the same time, the agencies are believing this because they're educated and they've just memorized that you don't have an opinion or an emotion and you do what you're told and you don't think about details like whether it's ridiculous or not. You just do it. And so when they notice that the health agency has canceled all the reported flu numbers now in the U.S., probably elsewhere too, and they're all just de facto COVID-19 numbers now, there's the deaths that you need to verify that it is as terrifying as you think. And a lot of the other things like heart attack deaths, even automobile accident deaths, um, cancer deaths, they're being attributed to the virus too. So the overall death numbers from the last four or five years, it doesn't change from that because really there's no new ones. But the cause of death is changed so that everything is caused by COVID now. And the doctors, the ones who are really brainwashed, are saying, yeah, it's amazing. COVID can cause heart attacks. It can cause amputations. It can cause nervous breakdowns. In fact, now we know it's the cause of most cancer and arthritis and Alzheimer's. That's usually COVID. And pretty much anything that's deadly now with more advanced science, we know that it's COVID. And if we're not sure, we can test it with the PCR test set at high cycles and it'll prove we're right. And so if you really want the full benefit of the overall understanding of where the deaths are coming from, you test people in airplane crashes and um, drownings and all these things. And if you test them, you'll find out the long hidden truth that is finally coming out. COVID caused all these things. It's, I mean, terrifying is an understatement. And that's what's happening. So when we look at 2021 and what's ahead and what's coming up, in or, the way that it's going right now with blind trust in these things and obedience and the workers who are enforcing it and the police and everybody saying, well, if I don't go along with it, I lose my job and then I can't make my house payment and I don't feed my family and I'm a bad person. So I have to go along with it. So now that I know I have to go along with it, if I also carry the idea that I'm doing something dishonest, I'm going to feel terrible all the time. And nobody wants that I know of wants to feel terrible all the time. So I have to I'm give I have to make use of the justifications that are given to me by the agencies who are the authorities and say I'm keeping the world safe. 
And we're never going to go back to normal like before 2020 and 2019 and before that. And that was pretty messed up too, as you probably noticed if you were alive then, which I think you were because you're more than a year old if you're probably if you're watching this broadcast. But um, as messed up as things were in the world in 2019, especially in poor countries, but also in rich countries, which were in the process of enslaving their own people too, even countries supposedly based on individual freedom like the U.S., the power structure was busy inching its way toward surveillance and control. As messed up as things were in 2019, that was like, you know, the ultimate freedom world compared to the one we're heading into now. Because their idea is you don't just have a terrifying uh, microorganism, you make sure and re- under maximize your response to that so that you're being a responsible um, government agent or health authority or a public health worker or something like that. How do you help people in that situation? Well, you keep track of every movement they make. You make, if, you know, following the example of advanced societies like communist China where they've understood this stuff a lot more because of the global rulers supporting them to do exactly that, you know that you require everybody to carry a cell phone with them at all times. Anybody who doesn't can't do anything. They might as well stay home. Or they may be forced to stay home. Make them carry a cell phone and it's going to have a little app in it that shows whether you've been injected with all the latest genetically altering things to make you into a non-human so that you have privileges like walking around, um, going on public transportation, even driving a car, which is still allowed. And that's scheduled to be phased out as they get the self-driving cars online when the 5G system is fully functional to, to guide them. Because once you have self-driving cars, which are promoted as a wonderful convenience and fun technology, you just tell the car where you want to go. The real thing about self-driving cars is that they're only programmed to let you go certain places. And your controllers are very irritated by you being able to get in the car and drive somewhere that you choose. That'll be over with self-driving cars. So we're looking at a future social model worldwide, not just in China or the U.S., but everywhere, that is total control to help keep you safe and make sure you don't, like, say anything that questions the authorities because that would lower your social credit score and maybe confine you to your house or something to help you learn how to be an acceptable, better human being. You have to have that, and you can't have people just spending money as they want to. They have to have digital money, so the regular money has to be brought to zero value so that they can replace it with a controlled digital money supply. And how do you bring regular money to a zero value? You issue so much of it that it becomes worthless. Oh, wait a minute. That's exactly what they're doing now. Trillions of dollars a month in the U.S., And the average person has been trained that they can't understand economics.
which is never true. It's based on the same simple principles that every other real science is based on. If you have the same amount of products in circulation, but you multiply the money by millions, the proportional value of the money goes down by how much extra you issue, whether it's paper or coins or digital entries, which is what most of it is now. And the, the reason you do that is because you want the money to end up having no value. And to, it helps if you also tell people that cash is now too dangerous because there could be a germ on it. Germs, in case you're wondering, don't live on credit cards. They only live on paper money. We're told that by 100% trustable authorities who, who love us. And so they want to get us to, for our own good, to get rid of all the paper money. And then eventually we'll be even safer when we get rid of all the credit cards. And there's something called a quantum dot technology and others that are more advanced that go with it, where when you get saved from any physical diseases in the future and especially terrifying microorganisms by being injected with lots of aluminum and DNA-altering mRNA uh, elements, you also ultimately are planned to get injected with a, a kind of a gel that is inside your cells and permeates your body so that you can't surgically remove it in case anybody went crazy and tried to do that. And that gel com contains all the records of your finances and, of course, all your injections and if you're taking your drugs of other kinds and if you're talking to the right people and avoiding the bad people and making sure you don't say anything uh, controversial online or on your telephone or anything like that. And if you're behaving correctly digital money is put into this gel inside you the record of that it's just a record and then you're allowed to do special privileged activities like something incredible like buy food you know um go somewhere in a driverless car maybe buy some shoes or i mean just really amazing stuff like that if you're obedient so the point is that what happens with the manufactured pandemic, and there are a few, a few real cases, they can't be verified by a test because there's no real test in use right now worldwide that I have heard of yet. But you can tell there's, there's some cases where people show an inability to get oxygen even though their lungs work fine. Those cases are happening. And have been reported by many doctors. Those cases may be connected with this virus. They may be connected with other things that can create the same symptoms, such as high energy 5G. If the person's run down, there may be other things too. Anyway, they get this syndrome where they can't breathe, but their lungs work fine. They just can't get the oxygen. It's very easy to heal. But the protocols that have been demonstrated by the doctors who have success, some reporting 100% success or very close, have done even with advanced cases, not just early ones, but all of them. They get viciously censored for our own good so that we don't get confused by hearing 
some crazy idea that's backed up by healing everybody that it is applied to. Those those are censored. They get fired or worse. And the the protocols that we're allowed to hear about show that there's no way to, you know, well, it's like, forget it. We're all dead. And we heard from uh, the official president-elect who may or may not get in on on the 20th, but in the U.S., that more than 200 million people have already died from this terrifying microorganism in the U.S. And that was a couple months ago, so now it's probably like 250 million, I don't know. This is why whenever you go out of, of your house in the U.S., you're having to actually climb over piles of dead bodies and getting to a hospital, forget it. I mean, the patients are just overflowing out the windows and everything. It's incredible. Um, we know that's true because it was on the news. And um, anyway, the the point is that the solution to all this is total surveillance, total control, total loss of freedom until the new normal comes back. And that's going to be never, but you have to wait patiently for that. It's not a very inspiring future vision. And so when you look at the question of, does this have to happen? That's the whole point, does it? And honestly, looking, if I felt like it did, I would say so. Because there's no point in deceiving anybody about it, ourselves or anyone else. But I don't think it has to. Even though where they're taking us is clearly, I mean, I don't have time to go into the details of this here, but it's an extermination plan. It's not just a control plan. It's not just a population reduction plan. Those are steps in a very systematic, I would say at the top level, ceremonial sacrifice of life on this planet, including themselves. The top level rulers that are orchestrating this do not plan to physically survive it. And there are reasons that that's very obvious. There are people who have talked about them wanting to save what's left of the earth for their own playground when they get rid of us. That's a step, but that's not the goal. You don't destroy the life support systems of a planet that you plan to stay on, and that's what they're doing. So does it have to happen? I don't think so. I honestly don't think so. You know, we've all fallen for all this stuff in different ways before. There's no justification to look down on anybody else and think, oh, they're so dumb falling for the hypnosis. Don't. That's a mistake. That's like an example of pride goes before a fall. Don't do it. Realize, wow, that's warning me. What am I falling for? You know, be realistic about it, not arrogant. That just holds you back in your understanding. So how can it possibly be changed? And there's two levels. And we have to do these really quick because we're almost out of time. But they're the most important part of this New Year's broadcast. The first part was where we're being taken, just so there's no question about it. It's very clear. It's like cows going to the slaughterhouse. That's it's like that. And if the cows knew about that, they would not be in favor of it, as far as I know. One way that David, with the unspeakable last name, was talking about in that great video yesterday is don't go along with suicidal orders. 
and it's really hard to be the only person that stands up against them, but if others join you, when others join you from your example, and eventually lots and lots of people join you, then it can't be enforced anymore. And the rulers have to say, rats, we almost made it this time. We'll get them next time, just like in some of the cartoon stories. I won't get diverted into that. But one of them is noncompliance, physical civil disobedience, peaceful civil disobedience. But the other is almost never recognized. And it's a big subject. And I thought about it for a long time, and I'm getting more insight and clarity on it recently. And I have a lot more to learn about how to actually implement it, but we've got the beginnings. And it's based on the understanding that you know there's an atmosphere around the Earth, right? It's made up of gases, things that you can't see. And they're mostly nitrogen, which is the basis of all protein on the entire planet is the nitrogen in the air. Getting, you know, going through cycles into forms that we can access for building muscle and stuff like that. And then there's this other gas that's really important. It's called oxygen. And when you breathe it, you get to stay alive. And there's a lot of little tiny bits of other gases that are in there. I'm sure it's for a reason. They're not a mistake. Nothing here is a mistake. It was very intricate design. It's amazing. And there's this other gas that feeds the plants, and it's really essential. If it, Without it, it would probably just be rock on this planet. We wouldn't li be living here. Yeah, the real estate prices could be great, but it wouldn't be worth moving in because you couldn't breathe and you couldn't eat anything. And that essential gas to keep everything going is called carbon dioxide. It's the one we've been trained is another terrifying, hideous threat to survival of life on Earth. Without, you know, we're at a point, if, if you look at the bigger graph of where CO2 is in percentage of the atmosphere right now, it's at a very low point. And if it gets much lower, the plants die off and we're not going to be here. And they're trying to help that along by dimming the sunlight right now, which according to some sources like geoengineeringwatch.org is is radically reduced by the spraying that you're not supposed to know about. Anyway, CO2 is essential. You don't, it's not for you to, you can't replace oxygen with it, but when you breathe it out, the plants say thank you. And when you want to grow things better in greenhouses, what do you do to make the plants even more lush and healthy? Spray it with CO2, extra CO2. Because again, we're at a low point right now. And there's Easterbrook and other professors have clarified in case anybody wants to know, there's no correlation between that and temperature on Earth. He just blew it away in this incredible talk. It's on lostartsradio.com. We're trying to get him back, but he hasn't been able to come onto the show specifically so far. I'm still trying. He's a great guest. Anyway, that's the physical atmosphere. It's got these things in it like nitrogen and oxygen and minor gases, which are really important. CO2, which is vital for plant life. We need more of it. But that's not, you know, what there is in this creation beyond what we see is just way beyond imagination. And in, I have to wrap this up because we're already late, but I want to let you know 
for the sake of that not made up hope. There's real hope for changing even the horrible scenario that I described that we're being pushed into because the atmosphere is not just physical. It's also made up of energy and energy has frequency signatures. It's very complex and intricate and energetic thought forms are real as well. And the top level global powers that are orchestrating our demise right now know that very well. And they know that fear, just like in the cartoon movie Monsters Incorporated, that's a really neat movie you might have seen, they knew that fear controls people really well and that negative beings can feed on what comes out of that. It's kind of what's happening now. Not going to a good place. So the atmosphere, the energetic atmosphere right now is full of fear. And it leads to all kinds of atrocities in physical action. And it's a one of the strongest chains that are on all of us right now is that atmosphere of fear. It's not just oxygen and nitrogen and stuff. It's It's a frequency that's connected to emotional states. If that's changed and reversed... It gets super exciting because people who are just walking around in it unaware, they start having different spontaneous thoughts. And thoughts and emotions create actions and words and policies and laws and all this stuff that governments and so-called health authorities do. There's a way to change it by changing that non-physical atmospheric component. And I know this sounds really insane to a lot of people, especially with our conventional education. But I'm not saying this lightly. It's not crazy. I'm not the only person who knows about it. And knowing about it is not enough. You have to know, how can it be changed? Well, you know that things that don't appear visible are still real. That's why cell towers are dangerous and x-rays can be damaging and lasers can cut through your body even if you can't see them. There's a strong, really one of the strongest sources of a positive radiation frequency is human beings. And they are sustaining an atmospheric condition of fear right now around the whole planet. I hope you'll consider taking this seriously. This is really important stuff, you guys, even though it seems like nothing, it's not. Humans are maintaining this atmospheric component of fear around our planet right now, and it's supporting our destruction by the people who are doing it. It's supporting their focus on completing their task of extermination If that energetic component of the atmosphere changes, they won't know why, most of them, but their spontaneous thoughts, questioning what they're doing, getting strange other emotions that lead them in another direction, will start happening spontaneously. But there's not a lot of time to do it before things get very unpleasant in this pivotal year. So while still paying attention to the necessary forms of non-compliance, getting your uh, common sense back, and doing things that are positive on a physical level, which is really important, 
and kind of stopping the negative stuff as much as we can. If you learn about this more powerful aspect, it puts huge momentum behind the positive good actions. And it's strong enough that it could change the course of the future. So this was the idea behind the project we started called Planetary Healing Club. I thought, before I understood its real purpose, I thought, well, we'll teach people about organic food and stopping the fluoride drinking and um, exercise and sunlight and sleep and the ways that you can turn around your whole health situation because I've been involved in that for 55 years or so. And that's how it started. But then I realized, wait a minute, there's some really major stuff happening on our planet and this could be the end of life, which is the plan of our rulers, including them, their own, or it could be the beginning of something really incredibly beautiful, the real normal, not the new normal where everybody loses everything they have that WHO wants us to have, the World Economic Forum, and all those people who are hypnotized mass criminals. I'm talking about the real normal, not 2019, the one that we don't even remember that's possible here during our brief stay and, and setting up a system for our kids that would make it so they're born into something really wonderful. That's possible. And that's the level of power that changing the energetic atmosphere around this planet could have. So the real purpose of Planetary Healing Club evolved into that. Yeah, we'll still talk about forbidden health knowledge because getting back as much of your physical health as you can is still a very good idea and it makes the inner work that's your real job much much easier but it's just the beginning the real work is in the level of consciousness and we have the ability to make what we're broadcasting 24 hours a day without saying word much more coherent and powerful and healing as it could have been all along but maybe with the awakening that's happening now in the face of the dangers of extermination that are real and that some people are beginning to realize no this is actually happening we do need to do something different than what we've always done in response and you don't want to just go back to your TV programs because the extermination program is moving at an accelerating pace. Something more powerful in a healing direction is needed. Just the idea of fighting bad guys or opposing evil is not enough because you're staying in that paradigm of conflict and the real power is above it. So... That's what we're focused on with Planetary Healing Club now. You don't have to be in our group. You can do it in a different way or do it yourself. Or, but do it, you know, in one way or another. Get back your ability to manage and consciously decide and control what you radiate on a much higher level that's above intellectual thought. That can be regained. It's not partisan, it's not based on what gender you are or your, you know, your age or your social status or your money. 
people can come and join this from the most evil levels of the power structure if they want to change. Because this the, that we're sharing here can't be used for negative purposes. It doesn't work. It only works for healing and repairing the damage that's been done so far. If, that, if you have any interest in that, you might want to check it out. And that's what we're actually doing, I have to say openly at this point. It's called Planetary Healing Club. And it gets really interesting, and I don't think we have time to throw away. So if you want to be part of that on your own, do it on your own, please, that's fine. We're not starting a new belief system, nothing like that. It has nothing to do with that. This is practical, and this is to heal life on this planet because if we don't do that as a whole it's pretty obvious where it's going and you as an individual can have a massive positive impact if you're brave enough you don't have to go do anything visible this is much more demanding and much more powerful and you can do both at the same time too so that's at planetaryhealingclub.com just wanted to let you know, it's the first time I've really openly said what we're doing there, and you're invited to check it out if you want to, planetaryhealingclub.com. If you have questions, don't know if it would be worth it or helpful to you, I, if you go in there wanting me to repeat the beliefs of any particular religion, you won't like it, because it has nothing to do with that. It's not religious, it's not philosophical, it's not looking for new beliefs. This is just something that actually is tied in to the energy that is uh, operating all over the planet right now. And it's potentially more powerful than um, other things that I know about that we can do. If you want to keep us on the air, you notice how many commercials we're doing. Count them on as many hands as you want. There's none because I don't want any kind of manipulation in this. We're all trying to do something good. If you want to keep us on the air, and you have the resources to do it, please consider doing that. There are donate buttons on lostartsradio.com and lostartsresearchinstitute.org, which is our nonprofit that runs the whole thing. And also a Subscribestar page at subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. And make sure, you know, do that if you can, not if you're struggling to survive, unless you want to, you know, give us like $1 and do it as an energy transfer and without hurting your ability to buy food or anything like that. But if you have a lot of money, please help us if you want to, if you believe in what we're doing. The other thing is, in order to not lose us because of what we're talking about, you might want to go, before you forget, right away and subscribe on brighteon.com, B-R-I-G-H-T-E-O-N.com, where they don't censor. Also, we're not on BitChute, not with all the older videos. They're still on the conventional platform. But um, BitChute, Brand New Tube, you know, other places that we're showing up like that. So watch for us and stay in touch with that by uh, going to lostartsradio.com and we have links to all the places that we're up on, on, on the air in different ways. So I didn't look at any of the notes that I wanted to share with you, but hopefully I got the main things done. Uh, tomorrow night, Sunday night, we have a show with Dr. Henry Ely also known as Dr. Henelay, I think it is. Incredible guy that is helping on the physical levels and other ways too to 
block the tyranny to make everybody fall into these regimented uh, suicidal patterns that we've been mentioning in this show. Great guy, really worth watching. We, we're out, we'll have a great talk tomorrow night, lostartsradio.com, all, all the major and some minor platforms. And uh, we have a meeting of Planetary Healing Club that I just mentioned in 17 minutes. I'm overdue on the end of this show, but just wanted to let you know this was not just to tell you that it's going to be terrible in 2021, because it truly doesn't have to be. And we're not, Planetary Healing Club, we're not out to hurt and kill and destroy anybody or be against the rulers. That's not the point. This is on a completely different paradigm. We're inviting the worst of the rulers to come and consider changing what they're doing. Because what I found, and you'll find this out if you're in the cartel that's planning on destroying that world or just working for them, that way underneath all your programming is the same thing as in everybody else. It's what they call spirit or God or the source and great spirit. It's in absolutely everything, especially in every person who's conscious being, even if they don't know it yet. And what we're talking about in Planetary Healing Club can change the whole orientation away from darkness and realize, whoa, maybe that wasn't a very good use of my time to work on helping to destroy a planet. The idea of karma or reaping what you sow is real, inexorable, and by normal means you don't escape from that. You don't need a judgment or anything to wait for. It happens now. Whatever you do to anybody else, you're literally doing to yourself. You you can't hide it. I mean, you can hide it. It just makes no difference in the outcome. So if you realize, which all of us have done really stupid, you know, damaging things before in our life in some way, once you realize that and say, well, if I'm still alive, let's try to reverse it, do some good. That's what it's about. So rather than being against or trying to, you know, fight with bad guys, we want to block the bad things from happening. Yeah. Self-defense is necessary. Defending your family or your towns or anything, I totally agree with that. But as a solution in the long run, why don't we wake up the other guys by waking up ourselves first and finding out what our real abilities are that we forgot a long time ago. This would be a good time to use them. So just a thought, see what you think. Depends on how brave you are if you're willing to do something. That's your invitation that you've got. And um, whatever whatever way you decide to do that, which doesn't have to have anything to do with us, my suggestion is take really good care of yourself, especially when things are stressful. It's harder maybe than when things are nice and easy, and it's when people say, well, I'll do it later when things calm down. Don't fall for it. Look at what you're doing every day to take care of yourself starting on the physical level on up. See where you can improve it. It's New Year's. You might as well make a resolution, but not the kind that you just forget. It should be the kind that you make your new normal and then make it better and better with time. You can make 2021 the best year you've ever had by far, and then that affects everybody else, becomes a snowball. And in that way, the future of life on this planet is totally in your hands. 
no pressure or anything. It's like relax into it. Appreciate that you've got that much potential power and do something good with it. That's the idea. So anyway, sorry for taking more time than was scheduled. Club meeting in 13 minutes. I have to get ready for that. So have a great rest of the weekend. I wish you a really wonderful 2021. That's not impossible at all. Totally in your hands. And decide what you're going to do. And we'll see you here next time. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month. 
where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. 